With the struggles and challenges of the modern lifestyle, it's easy to forget to slow down, to celebrate small and big wins, and reward ourselves for the efforts we've made. Today's sponsor, the Astoria Group, is a perfect place for that. You can choose from Astoria Current in Boracay, Astoria Palawan in Puerto Princesa, and Stellar Potter's Ridge in Metro Tagaytay for leisure stays, or Astoria Plaza in Ortigas, and Astoria Greenbelt in Makati for quarantine bookings. You may enjoy a stay at these properties as regular guests or as members of Astoria Vacation and Leisure Club Incorporated, the leading and largest vacation club in the country. Astoria also offers options for pleasurable dining experiences from Filipino fiesta favorites with Astoria gourmet takeaways, authentic Japanese cuisine with Minami Sake by Astoria, to the perfect choice for your new normal catering needs. Banquet in a box. Visit AstoriaHotelsAndResorts.com or the link in my description for more information. Podcast Network Asia. He picked me up every time I was about to fall. He just knew when to take me up again. From the time when I did Manila Banay to Oro Plata Mata. Hi, I'm Boy Abunda. Welcome to my podcast. Who are you when no one is watching? Hi, this is Boy Abunda. I'd like to thank you for listening in on the many conversations I've had here on my podcast, my conversations with Janine Gutierrez, Angelica Paniban, Eugene Domingo, Dimpos Romana, Isa Calzado, Sunshine Dizon, Julia Barreto. And right now, I'd like to invite you to eavesdrop on my personal, intimate conversation with the one and the only Cherie Hill. I had this conversation with Cherie sometime last year before she left for New York. A few days ago, I saw a photo of Cherie who has since shaved her hair and is looking gorgeous and starting a new chapter of her life in New York City. Oh, I just think about my dear friend Cherie, who I think is one of the best people I have in my life. And I have been witness to how she has touched people's lives, both as a person and as an actor. I'm proud of her. So again, I'd like to invite you to eavesdrop on this very personal conversation I have with her. That is the finale episode of this very special limited series of conversations. Miss Cherie Hill, on my podcast, Who Are You? When no one is watching. Hi, Cherie. Hi, boy. I look forward to this masterclass. Today, ah. I'm going to learn how to act. And I've always, always looked forward to chatting with you, boy. I just want to listen to you talk about the craft. I just want to listen to you talk about your process. I am fascinated by actors. I'm fascinated by you. How do you do things? Why are you so brilliant? Oh Why God. are you so good? Uh, it all began, I think, from my mother's womb. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that my mother, Rosemary Hill, is another, an amazing actress and 
has been doing it since she was what 18 out of nowhere she was discovered my father who's also uh, an amazing powerhouse on stage and the presence so it was just the atmosphere we experienced at home from parties to dramas that happen in our real lives and and parties where we have to entertain the guests and we were actually encouraged to do it because we didn't have schools i didn't i didn't attend theater i didn't attend any kind of uh training now i understand that it's making it a part of who you are making it someone that you do know and understand characters that you not only can relate, but breathe life into and make them come to life. As an actor, do you still report to the set afraid? Depende. Depende saan? Director, ka-artista. Um, when I do plays, I do. I, I, I am, I'm always on my toes. Um, actually, it was theater that really broke the the mold for me to feel that I'm growing and evolving as an actor. And I am just so happy it was that the door was open to me in that regard to, to walk into theater and discover a whole new different um, milieu and different ways of learning and, and playing amazing roles. A new community of friends. And friends who have the same kind of kindred Know. You know, passion and crazy it's about as crazy it. as Bobby Garcia who sent, yeah. me, a photo, who sent me a photo of him um, uh, captioned, uh, this is the way to relax. He was skiing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he sends pictures about him being on top of the hill, beautiful snow, sons, sending you my love. Are you sending me my your love? I love you too, Bobby, but I'm so jealous right this moment. What a way to live. I know. Yeah. But looking forward to you guys doing theater again in the future. I want to be able to speak to you about specific projects. Uh, we cannot not do this conversation without talking about, you, you know, I've been gushing about this, about your very brief appearance on Citizen Jake, which to me was my equivalent to the Judy Dench's appearance ah. on, <laughs> on Elizabeth, right? Holy shit. The, okay. the eight-minute Oscar award-winning performance of Lady Dench. Talk about it, Shri. How, how did you do it? How did it happen? How did it happen? Yeah, sometimes it's the ones you work with and the director who handles you that makes you that propels you to put your best foot forward. I was, I'm scared of Mike De Leon. I mean, come on. I don't want him to throw another tantrum because of me. It was shot from morning till night. <laughs> One scene. He's old school. And so, again, with his guidance, he knew how to, to create the nuance, um, the lines. The lines. That's it. The lines were fun to say. Um... I don't know how I did it. I guess because we started the morning with him, Mike, throwing a tantrum. So I was already scared. And I had a line there cursing. So I thought, I felt it. Am I allowed yeah. to say this here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, lutong na lutong. And I guess I felt it so much. And then 
he vicariously passed it on to me kung ano man yung kinainisan niya nung araw na yun. Because I love Mike. I've, I connect with him and, and his eccentricities. He's a Gemini, so I get him. Um, but yeah, we had to move many angles. So that's another thing that is a technique that actors need to understand also when that happens with the director who moves many angles and wants to do it over and over again, boils down to stamina, boils down to being effective physically and mentally. So that also has to stay sharp. And again, I, I, I go back to the, to the profession. What an amazing profession. It's something I can do hopefully for the rest of my life, just like what Eddie Garcia did. Because even up until the day Eddie Garcia passed, he was doing that what he loved. And still sharp, still still strong. Yes. And I dream only of arriving to that place where, you know, people say if I would like to find myself at the end of my life, either I'm on top of my husband or on the job. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a choice. Yeah. So. Uh, no, no. Uh, your answer is. Uh, and your answer is. Either or. Pero mukhang mangyayari niyan on the job. Sa ngayon, walang husband eh. Okay. I'm, helter- I'm going everywhere, but what was I saying? The bottom line, it's... Um, the take that, that Mike uh, decided to do... Yeah, stamina. stamina. <laughs> I did bilanggo, with, bilanggo sa dilim with him again. It was so rigorous and treacherous. But see, Mike, again, the actor's in the hands of the director. Kanya-kanyang estilo kasi. Cinema being a, you know, a director's medium. Yeah. Pero, uh, Shri, when you saw... You're there to serve the director talaga. When you saw uh, Citizen Jake, were you surprised? About? I mean, about your portion. About, because you had so many takes, for example. Uh, you had so many takes. Were you surprised with the way it was put together? Like I, was, I, was tri- I was, I was, I was, I was, I was pleased. I knew I was in good, in good hands. Yeah. I was very pleased, actually. You know, again, I was, I was listening. There were a few times, boy, huh, that I get pleased as to after uh-huh. seeing uh, work. Uh, not all the time. The, most of the time, it's like, oh, shoot, I wish I did this. I wish I did that instead, you know? So that's why I try not to watch myself too much in the monitor because there will always be that sense of not being good enough. Oh, maybe I could do this way and that way. Um, sometimes, you know, you know it, it's hard to understand when you listen to American actors who I also listen to because to me, they're my teachers. They have experiences with directors who do 80 takes, like David Lynch does 80 takes. Yeah. Or some people just do one take and Steven Spielberg does no take, no rehearsal. Uh, no, uh, uh, sometimes he just does it in the rehearsal and that's good enough for him. Yung iba-ibang style, right. I, cannot, I cannot yet figure and fathom 80 takes doing the same scene over and over again. You know what I heard about it, uh, Shri? I was just listening. I was just listening in into the conversation of Viola Davis and um, Tom Hanks. And they were talking about the stakes. They were talking about the stakes. That day, as an audience, 
parang ay, ang daming takes, parang hindi siya magaling. Mm. <laughs> we with, we equate that with brilliance or competence, etc. Yung pala, uh, they, they, they talked about it. Uh, wh- wh- what is the goal of having so many takes? Sabi ni Viola Davis ki Tom Hanks, and they shared, among the many things that they were talking about, dito lang sila nagka-agree. Kasi uh, you have, again, two very different actors. You have a Tom Hanks who arrives on the set. I know my lines. I open myself to surprises. I deliver it. I am a Viola Davis. I do my backstory. I, I, I use my fear. And I, I, I do my thing. Okay? So when they started to talk about the takes, sabi ni Viola, you know what I do, Tom? Every take, I do it different. Whether I think about it deliberately or not, but you will never be able to do two takes. The same way. Yeah, no. 20, 25, 26, 30 takes. Lahat daw, iba-iba. Iba. Diba, sarap. You have that luxury lang, time and budget. And what you are giving your director and what you're giving your film. Yeah. Ang sarap isipin of what you're actually sharing with them. Sarap malaman din kung mapiga ka ng ganong kadaming takes, kung anong lalabas. Hindi ko pa na-experience eh. Kasi nung 70s at 80s, boy, nung, ma- nung time na yun, may, uh, film, film yung, tra- yung, yung medium natin. So, pag nag-take two, take three, you're bad actor. Kasi mahal. Mahal. So, kailangan makuha mo na sa take one. Mahal. It's nice now with digital, it can be done. You can wish, you wish to... Uh, so, because of that old style of learning, nasanay na akong bumigay sa first take pa lang. Oh. And now, the young directors I'm working with, they want to do it again and again. And nauubos ako. So, that's a whole different discipline to discover ways to do it differently and still be fresh, which to me came from my theater experience. Yeah. Um, so, I would love to have that kind of process as well to see how far it can play and how much more you can give when you're sitting kasi well into the role all of a sudden which i experienced in, in theater after 8 10 nights you're so at ease with the character you're just playing and it takes so long to arrive to that so can you imagine what more can be taken out of actors who have enough time to really to really explore, to really live the actor, the character, and to be given as many rehearsals as much as possible. And that, that, would, that would be ideal. I also started to understand, uh, and they were very general about this. Sabi ni Aling Viola, no one, no one gets it the first day of shoot. No one. I'm really sure. You know, you do it, you do it uh, the second day. When you're lucky, you get it. You do it the third day. There, you may find it, but it takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while. You know, it yeah. doesn't happen now. You know, no, it, it it happens. Special thanks once again to our sponsor, the Astoria Group. Astoria Culinary and Hospitality Institute is a tourism and hospitality management school in the country that offers virtual educational programs in front office, food production, food and beverage, and housekeeping, among others, via Zoom. Astoria Group also hosts 
Hashtag Sikap Pinoy, a passion project that aims to provide quality, practical, financial, and life education to the communities that they interact with and actively support. This is aligned with our vision to keep the best interests of local communities in mind. For more information, visit astoyahotelsandresorts.com or click the link on my description. You can also follow them through their social media, Astoria Hotels and Resorts on Facebook and YouTube and at Astoria Hotels and Resorts on Instagram. He's Chico Garcia. And he's Gino Killiamore. We're the hosts of Only Fun. In our podcast, we explore the boundaries of our pleasure. And test the limits of our pain. It's business in the front. And party in the rear? Wait, wait, what? what? Wait, we, we talk about shows that we watch that might, you know, be entertaining for everyone else, right? Yep, that's what I said. Check out our podcast. New episodes out Wednesdays and Fridays. <laughs> no drama, only fun. Let's go to your film, Sonata. Like, it takes a while to get to know oneself. So can you imagine it takes a while to get to know a character you're playing? Oh, Especially because you're loaning yourself to that new person. Let's go to your film, Sonata. Okay. Uh, how, how did you prepare for that? I mean, it was a kind of role where did you do a backstory? Did you do a story about your character? This is very special because, of course, of Laurie and Peke. Yeah. To me as an audience. How was that collaboration? How was that experience? Um, it was very close to homeboy. Because, like, again, the time, I have to keep going back to my own life's journey to be able to uh, be clear as to why, uh, how I'm able to come to that point of, of rendering Regina Cadena. 12 years was when I left the business. And in oh. the 12 years, I was able to see a different life, a different world, and be away. And in fact, it was in these 12 years, I learned so much about myself in relation to the world outside of the Philippines. My mom would always tell me, you just belong to a speck of dust in, in, in relation to the rest of the world, which is true. So have I not gone away, I would not have been able to emanate Regina nor have I been, uh, nor would I have been able to emanate Mas, uh, Maria Callas. Um, all that comes from the influences of Ronnie's exposure to classical music, to opera, to to Europe. To I'm saying this not to be to brag about it, but to say that it is a necessary uh, ingredient to grow into any role that you could want to possibly portray. So when I did masterclass, Maria Callas was an opera singer, and I had taken her so much and so many times. I run her twice. And in the two times that I've run her, I've discovered more things later on as I grew older, things I may not have discovered the first time I portrayed her. So it, it goes without saying that you, got, you understand characters as you evolve yourself as a person. By the time I hit Regina... It was like, um, uh, not a sequel, but what's an after? Not a sequel and a, pro, a prologue. Not a prologue, epilogue. An epilogue. Okay. A, a, see, an ending to Maria Callas. 
it was like Regina was the combination of everything that I was portraying as Maria Callas coming home to the Philippines as the opera singer. So it was very close to home because at that time I also was losing my voice in reality. I had to go through an operation and I told Becky, Becky, I'm losing my voice. I can't sing anymore. And I think that's also where he was inspired to write the story about Regina Cadena based on a real life uh, nonfiction character from Bacolod, who was also a prominent uh, opera singer. Yeah. Her name, her name fails me at this moment, boy. Conchita, oh, forgive me. But she did, and she was from Bacolod, and she became an established opera singer. Conchita, so it was roughly based on her life. Gaston. No. Yes, thank you. Oh, I knew I'd get it. it from you. The great Conchita Gaston. I love you. Yeah. So there, and we even shot in the Gaston home. So we mixed her life, the reality of her being an opera singer from Bacolod, at the same time, my experience of losing my voice. And it was just, and Becky created that character of Regina. So it was so very, it was already been, it's already been filled with enough exposure and studies as as to the world of opera and women who are as passionate and as uh, sensitive as Maria Callas and Cochita Gaston. Well, <laughs> and well, what, was your, <laughs> what was your dynamic uh, like with Peke as a director? Ah, constant. Oh. Bottom line with Peke, he was like my lifesaver. He picked me up every time I was about to fall. He just knew when to take me up. Again, from the time when I did Manila Banay to Oro Plata Mata, Champuy, um, then Sonata, and everything in between. Workshops. He knew everything. The dynamics. We were... Peke was a parent. You know, directors have to be... The best directors become parents to, to their actors. They are people that you look upon and and learn from. And as far as Peck is concerned, he was a major, major force in not just my life as a, an actor, but as a person. You know, I didn't know that you worked with Luis. Yeah, once. Yeah, ang bukas ay, ang bukas ay akin. Langit ang uusig. Uh, what, what, what do you remember? Oh, she was strict. She was strict. Yeah. She's strict. She she wasn't loving. <laughs> she wasn't kanyosa. <laughs> she was boom, straightforward, strong, strong. Babae. I mean, come on, boy. During those days, we had we hardly had women directors. It was just yeah. Larissa and Marilu, and it was great. I don't know what it is, but I always have this sense of intimidation when I have to work with women directors. Even up until now, when I did Onane with Gina Alahar, especially because they're actors. So, make a buff actor yun. Ba, ba, uh, just, bakit? Hmm? Eh, hindi ba pwedeng mabola ang mga artista? They know when you're not, when you're, they know when you're lying. <laughs> they know when you're trying to act. They know when you're not believable, you know. They're the hardest to affect. So, but thank let, God, let, let the you gave me win an award. Let's talk about you and Gina. You have a very special relationship. I mean, I don't understand the, uh, 
the takot, the fear, for example. Oh my gosh, laki. Malaki. Malaki. Idol ko yan eh. First of all, Gina is like my, is my ate. She was my my brother's wife. I've known her since I was nine years old. I I was part of her movie, Kofraja, where she already had her leading role. And I was just a guest. That was actually my very first. You know, I don't know anymore. I'm confused which one was my first. <laughs> so, yeah, I had that. Photography, that that's, that's your first. <laughs> yeah. And then... Ang husay niya, I watched her in Salome, in Brutal, Idol. And then I did, uh, finally I got to work with Marilu in a TV special with a script, by, uh, working on a script by Rolando Tino. Oh my God. <laughs> Boy, you know me and my tongue when it comes to Tagalog. And Rolando is super Tagalog. Now that's Shakespeare Tagalog. Yeah. Yeah. And Gina is an amazing Tagalista actor. Oh, we are to our listeners. Rolando Tino is uh, our national artist for literature who uh, founded Tanghalang Pilipino. Okay. And wrote amazing, amazing scripts and right. plays with <clears throat> amazing Tagalog words. So, Gina is good in Tagalog. So I managed to, I got a chance to work with her on a TV special directed by Marilu Diaz-Abaya. This is the first and only time I got to work with Marilu. I went to 13 takes, talk about many takes. Not because she wanted to explore, but because I was making a lot of mistakes. And I was just so uh, in awe of Gina's work that maybe the fears didn't allow me to also feel free to do mine. Then I did Onanai with her recently. She okay. was a director. And Nora Honor was a co-actor. So first day pa lang, pagbaba ko ng van, I went to Gina, hugged her. I haven't seen her in a while. Who now, at that time, was my ex-sister. <laughs> May controversy. I hugged her and said, gosh, I'm nervous. And she, uh, she just said, ako din. May kami, may takot. You know, actors are insecure, the inse- most insecure species, I think. People don't know that. Maybe. But, yeah, but I've been listening to a lot of interviews. I mean, actors here and abroad would usually talk about, you know, this deep-seated uh, insecurity. Uh, one actor once said, what? Fear? Are you, talk- are you talking about fear? We dive in fear every time we hear the word action. Yeah. Dive in fear. Yeah. That's, that's what we do as, as actors. We never yeah, sure fake it till you happen. make it talaga. Yeah. Fake it make it, right? <laughs> but oh. the moment you're in it, Walana, it's that process of really wanting to just embrace that character regardless of the result. You've worked with Eddie Garcia, Leroy Salvador, you, you, Leroy Salvador, uh, Maning Borlaza. You even worked with Galo J. Caparas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. It was my very first award. How was ever. it? God save me. Okay. Because si Carlo... 1983. Wow, boy, galeng. Yeah. Um, in fact, we were just, I was just watching through my films recently because an, an angel from heaven brought, sent me all my films at that time. So I'm just, I, was, I was watching them and, and studying it in preparation and research for this next project 
like I mentioned, I'm writing a sort of book, but it's taking me forever. Anyway, yeah, Carlo. What a, uh, the fact that Carlo is such a chill kind of guy on the set, he trusts, he gives you a sense of trust. And because of that, he allows you to play. And little did I know that it would come to that point of that kind of freedom that would result to um, critically acclaimed performance, <laughs> which at that time made me trust myself more. Kumbaga, it was a slow, it's a good time at that time because from Bernal to Pekka to the Carlo, it was a good time to find out that I'm slowly being able to be set free on my own. Right. From what I've brought with me before that. Okay. People talked about Shiri Hill and many other actors because of the film Oro Plata Mata. What do you remember? Ah, guy, that was another guided. Again, it was a mixed thing. Um, he guided me. Pecky guided me a lot. Um, at the same time, he also knew that that role, which he said he wrote for me, was something he, I could portray. But I was scared. But at the same time, I was a teenager and I used it and then looked at it as an adventure. I was so much more into my own personal life rather than living the moment of the film. But again, Peke has had a vision for, the, for his shots to be able to um, capture those feelings. So there were times when he would tell me, Shiri, don't look down. It's too sharp. Just turn around, look straight. And it was technical. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. aside from the experience of shooting the amazing produ- scenes that were surrounded by amazing actors, Mitch and Lorley and Lisa, I was just so taken by them and Fides that I, I don't know. In my experience then, I felt I was just a shadow among these greats. And I just allowed Becca to take me by the hand. And it was my first experience in learning how to work with the camera on what sometimes would be more, um, uh, more of an express, more of a performance, more of a, how would you say, it? more of an experience, exp- a work in, 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 way, in a way that the, cap- the camera would capture that. Sometimes when your emotions are all over the place, you forget also the technique of working with a camera. You have to help also the camera to view that what you want to express. If the camera doesn't catch it, no matter how much you cry and break down, then it just goes to nil. It's it's in the hands of directors such as Peke who would guide you to know how to manage and work and and dance with the camera. So that's another technique (laughs) that you learn, right? Yeah. The iconic Manila by night. Ah, uh, that one was that one was my gift to myself. <laughs> Why do you it was that? a big gift because this was the first time Bernal set me free. He didn't oh. he didn't execute any scenes for me. I guess maybe because I was playing a dyke, which he cannot actually per- per- portray on my behalf. Um. Again, Tano was created by Peke. Um, everything to the detail. The physicality, that's how I learned 
how much character can can be developed through costume through the yeah, details yeah. of the dirt of the hands through to the plucking of the eyebrows to to short hair the physicality um also the movements that was mine i felt because i grew up with two boys with two brothers and i was a tomboy so everything i did was based on what i picked up from my brother's antics from lighting a zippo lighter like that and talking in the most formal way and it was i was at home with gano yeah. so most of the time he would let me be and there were times i would ask peke 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 how come he's not directing me am i doing anything that's not you know i need to know maybe i'm i was so dependent on him directing how i'm supposed to do a scene and this time peke said them no, shivi that means you know what there's nothing to change so it's like oh okay it was like a growth Because that was one of the second to the last films I did with Bernie. Yeah, you were launched on problems. Um, with Bernie, uh, salawahan, ito bang Salawa, ating yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, but yeah, your, your launching movie was really Problem Child with Rigo, right? Yeah, Elwood Perez. Elwood Perez. How 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 was it? Ah, oh my God, that was disaster. That was not exact. fun but at the same time it was like uh, I don't know how to explain that film a great turning around turning point for me to learn what 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 I was getting into there were a lot of pains in making that film six months in the making I was only then 15 Um, there were things that I was asked to do that was contrary to or was opposite to what I wanted to do but at the t- at the same time I was uh taking on the challenge if this is how it is okay let's do it. it was a very very strange period up to now my mom would not want to watch that movie for herself yeah because sorry because it was uh somehow relating to at the time my life as a teenager and my life at the time was an open book and I was not behaving in real life. <laughs> so, kumbaga ginamit yung mga experiences ko in apply sa pelikula. But you know what, boy, looking at it now, as I went through it, I was proud. I was proud at this point in time of my life to look back and say, hey, that was the first film where we actually exposed the scene when we were smoking marijuana. That was the first time a movie was showing teenagers in a drive-in film getting drunk and having, you know, free love sex over there. It was a time of, of rebellion. That's and true. Yeah. And in a way, it was my time, my era, my generation. And, and Elmer is also a storyteller. Galing niya. One of the best poems, uh, which was given to me. I mean, uh, some people give gifts. Sa amin, ako, Elwood would give me poems. <laughs> I kept his poems. Magaling si Elwood. I had, I had done two more films before Problem Child, both with Elwood. Sugar Daddy and Beer House. At the time, you just do what the director tells you. You have no idea about shots. You don't know angles you don't know the visual impact of it but watching it now his film 
ang galing niya. Ang galing niya mga shots and how he yeah. he composes everything that weaves together. As a filmmaker, Elwood is an amazing storyteller talaga. Yeah, and I agree with you that when you watch the movie, uh, you, you, you understand the story, the zeitgeist. You, you understand the spirit of that moment because of the scenes of the movie. Ah, okay, magkakasama. Ah, okay. Ah, ah okay. Weed palawas andun na. Ah, okay. Galing. So, diba? You're able to connect the dots. And you're able Sinasayaw to niya. Correct. Oo. There are very few directors like that. Bernal is like that. Okay. Elwood's like that. Broca. Uh, like Broca. Yeah. Yung kasama lahat. Hindi Uh-oh. lang iisa. No, and the social commentary. And the social stories. Yun. Uh, the social story and the social commentary of uh, the moment. And Anuka, you can't also complain. You had some of the best-looking boyfriends of the time. In the movies? No, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? I forgot. No, I'm now. not going to talk about the others, but there was only one. Are we talking time. personal life or actual? No, no, no. But there was really only one who was really the, <clears throat> the crush of... Uh, of the whole Ateneo campus. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you always go back to that boy, ating common thread. I know, I know, but he was just the most gorgeous. I mean, uh, he was just really the most. I don't know why, because maybe everybody was talking about Dennis. Yeah, well. Everybody was talking about Dennis, who eventually became the girlfriend of Titen Bautista. She's missing the Well, okay. To make the long story short, we're talking about Penny Sancho. So yeah, we're still the best. We're still good friends. His mother and I are still in touch. He's like she's like a mama to me. Pides is a good friend of mine. Dennis and I are not even. I, I I'm sure. I don't know if we're good friends, but we know. I'm sure we know each other. Of course, he knows you. Okay. Pick up the phone, call him. He'll never turn you away. Okay. Um, Yeah, and in fact, he's a doctor in America, and he became my doctor and my my ex husbands doctor. I mean, he became a whole happy family. Yeah. These are the men who will stay with me forever. Yeah, he's no only one I'm going to talk about. Aside, of course, my favorite Ronnie. Oh, uh, <laughs> my favorite. Favorite <laughs> Karen Ronnie. No, no, no. Uh, Ronnie is special. I mean, he's and my children. By the way, love <laughs> you. Of course, of course. But uh, it was Dennis because uh, during that generation. Uh, when uh, you were talked about in exclusive schools, parang sabi ko noon, Shiri, sino ba ito? Sino ba ito? And when I saw him, I said, ah, okay. Yung pala yun. <laughs> He was a good catch, yeah. He was good Super. looking. And hindi mayaba. Doctor. No. Oh, oh, no, and he, he behaved. Uh, so when I told Tita Fides that, eh, sabi ko, alam mo, Tita Fides, swerte ka na hindi po ako naging babae. Swerte <laughs> <laughs> ako, kundi sapaw kaming lahat sa'yo. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, now when, you know, people talk to you, Michelle Hill as an actor, does it still bother you that a lot of people go back to the second rate line? How funny you ask me that now because I had just done a taping with Daddy's Girl and in that comedy st- Uh, act there so it was a scene that I have to bring that line up right <laughs> hanggang ngayon all my comedy guesting so Chris Martinez who's the director we were chatting and reading and I go talaga pinasok pa rin yan and then Chris says palitan natin alisin na natin Shri anong gusto mo anong gusto mo I mean it's been what 
two, three decades since. <laughs> and I said, well, you know what? I'm here to serve. You know, gusto nila What can I say? I'm going to give it. And I will still continuously be grateful for it. Because if not for that, I guess the relevance would not have continued. And children who were not even born yet at that time, I'm amazed, know that line. Even my children now know that line. And that's also declaring uh, your sense of ownership, which I think is good. You know, I can relate to that, Shri, because there was a point in my life when people uh, wouldn't even know my name, but they would know, uh, they would know, Susuno, Abangan. Are you serious? Who doesn't know your name? I am. No. No. There was a time when... Uh, Boy, Bunda! No, no, no. When people come to me, I would say, uh, 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 sino, sino, ikaw na. You know, I, I, I was known by my... I love life. that. The, the mga, ano, the, the taglines. The taglines, you know, or uh, kaibigan, usap tayo. You know, uh-huh. you go to street and then you, you hear these lines. And yeah. I realize that's the business of a show. Yeah, so timeless. Quotes. Uh, yeah, and that's how we connect with them. And okay. In summary. This is my third glass now. I think I'm okay, no, no. Parai right, boy. In summary. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking here uh, tea. No, but in summary, <laughs> if someone is eavesdropping on this conversation and wants uh, to get one or two or three tips on what should one do to be an actor, just to, to sum it up, ano ang mga ito? Mabuhay, continue <laughs> to be living, living, being as. Um, I think it's also the journey of doing and understanding who you are. Um, to live in the most. There's, there are a lot of. There are only five things I realize that boils down to the one and the same common rule or common value to be an actor. Okay. One is to be able to consistently be curious. Okay. One is to be able to consistently be wanting to, con- to, to grow. Um, one is to be able to have the ability to listen. Um, and most importantly is to be empathetic, to be constantly em- to empathize with other humans because we tell stories of the human condition. And wouldn't that be amazing to also apply that to yourself as a human being? To observe, to listen, to be curious, to imagine, to be able to communicate. All that is so important to be able to deliver as an actor. Got it. So why not as a person? So I think it all boils down to constantly asking yourself, who am I? Why am I? How am I? And what and where? Becky would always say to me, and I think he's been open about that, tend to your own garden and watch your garden grow. And once your garden has grown, from that point you will know where you're going to take yourself from there. Wonderful. What would be your next garden? So it's a whole journey. And yeah, it's Living, living, absorbing. Ariana Huffington calls that 
tending to oneself. Tending. Yeah, and without judgment, huh? Without judgment. Ako, I, I, I'm not going to deny the fact that I have gone through a lot of ups and downs. And I also tell my students, embrace everything who you are. That what you are is wealth. Whether it is the dark side or the, 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 the light, all that is wealth. And you can carry all that towards any character you can portray. Things a young actor shouldn't do, Shiri. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, drugs. Um, um, what a young actor shouldn't do. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, the rest is okay. Fall in yeah. love. Hit your head on the floor. Hit your head on the wall. Experience. Explore. Don't get addicted. Um, Learn. Yeah. Oh, save money. That's right. Save. Yun talaga. That one thing I will say. It may not be uh, the means to an end, but it is necessary That's for right. us to be safe, stable, secure, so we can continue to grow. That's true. Last question. Shiri, who are you when no one is watching? Oh, boy. <laughs> How come I never ask this myself? Who am I? When no one is watching. Complex. (laughs) I talk to myself a lot. I've made friends in this quarantine with all the other people that I am with from the, you know, the different personalities. But I think the bottom line, each day I wake up, the first thing I look at on my phone is if I receive the phone or a text from my children. No. So, at the end of it all, what happens to become the strongest force in me and the strongest energy is that of being a mother. Oh, thank you, Sheree. And I love you. And I completely love you. What I love talking to you, boy. Oh, I love talking to you. Thank you very much. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.